Well, there you are. It is Sunday night and, uh, of course, could be good day to you somewhere else on earth because the earth is a ball and uh, you don't get these people with the flat earth uh, theories. They, um, uh, you know, have got uh, me thinking sometimes about how they think. But uh, let's leave that out of the commentary right now, but let's just talk about this and say this to you, that it is a beautiful day. It's always a beautiful day. People always come and say to me, Pastor Harold, how are you? And I say, I'm having a fantastic day. How are you? I'm always well. And they say, oh, all right, okay. We kind of expect that by now. I said, yeah, well, you better expect that by now because I always have a good day. You know, I was thinking just, just before I started preaching and um, I, I want to pray for you and uh, maybe I should just tell you this little story, a little made-up story, but it illustrates a point. And then after that, I want to pray for you and then get dive into the Word of God. Let's put it that way. So... Um, the devil always comes with another masquerade. And he's always saying, well, now he's got a thing called COVID. And everybody, at the next stroke of the gong, when the chime sounds, then everybody must fear. Bang! And everybody goes like that, and everybody's fearing and uh, this goes on and goes on and goes on. Now, in the beginning, just to begin with, for a believer, a believer means if you die, sudden death, sudden glory. So the devil gets no glory out of that whatsoever because he's only helping that believer to go to a much far, much better place than what we were. But then in the meantime, while we're here on earth, we're not here because he wants us here. It's because our God put us here and we are in the place where we're in command and not the devil. And so he masquerades, he comes along and he presents fear to the people. This week, your homework is look as much as possible at the world news and be scared. And then find out from the world news what all is wrong and be real scared. And so then there's a knock on the door and a fear is standing outside the door. And the moment the person called fear says, oh, I want to come in. My name is fear. The person inside the door goes like that. Where, right, on the other hand, Trying that out with the wrong person. Did you know one time the devil did that with a couple of wrong people? Very wrong people. Because there was no place for fear in that house. And because they understood the power of faith. And when they gave one answer, I answer you by faith. That one answer told the devil he's got no place in that, that house, no room there for him. And that person says, and what's more, I submitted myself to God and therefore I resist you, you foul spirit, and he's off and he flees. And I have in vision seen him flee. It's quite a spectacle actually to see that, but it's such a reality to me because never in my 
any thoughts I ever had as a young, young man would I imagine being able to see such things, and I did. And so, as those things were part of my life, and to this day, I can still see a lot of things. But be as I don't want to talk about that now, I want to talk about something else. You see, we have a situation where the world puts all their faith in whatever, whichever university or professor or scientist or researcher has to say about you're going to live, you're going to die, this, that, the other, and whatever, and watch out now, don't do this, don't do that, and so on. I do respect anybody who tries to get other people healed. But let me tell you something, there's a lot of El Flaco material running around. Stuff that runs around that's simply just not the truth. To start off with, and I spoke about that this morning, to start off with, with Jesus, with Jesus on my side, do you think I'm going to spend my one day in fear? Not one day. Not one day. Not going to be frantic about anything. Not one day. It is an utter waste of mental energy. There is no room for the devil and all of his fear. We're not part of the kingdom of darkness. The kingdom of darkness is ruled by fear. And people respond to fear. And they run around and they're frantic and they're trying everything. And their faith is in medicine. My faith has never been in medicine. My faith is in God. Let's get that straight. My faith is in God. And the Lord my God will heal me. And if he does not heal me and he wants to take me home, I'm glad to be there because by his grace and only by his grace, I have had several visions of heaven and I have seen what it looks like and it is one billion, billion times better looking than what we have around here on earth. No wonder Paul says, I long to depart to be with the Lord, which is far better. Now, do you think for one second, I'm going to succumb and say, oh, fear, fear is at you again. And you get people that are educated people. I know educated people. And they running around and they are so scared of just about everything. They're scared of their own shadow. Now, now, do you think Jesus Christ, the Lord, was ever afraid of anything? Do you think so? Do you think Paul, the apostle, when they wanted to stone him, and they did stone him, do you think that the man was filled with fear? Do you think for one single second that the apostle Peter was walking around in fear and trembling because of the persecution of the Jews at the time? and of the church, and of whatever, and of the Roman Empire, and this, that, and the other. Do you think that those people of those days, that understood, that really understood what's going on, had a moment of fear, and said, impossible, this COVID, brainless virus, this thing is terrible, and 
I'm going to die. Look at what the news is saying. No, you're not going to die. Receive Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. Let me pray for you right now. And then I can start preaching because I'm already preaching. I'm not supposed to be preaching. And I'm just getting all revved up with this because I see the amount of danger and, and the amount of, of damage, should I say, that the devil is doing to people and innocent people, particularly people that are poor, particularly people that cannot afford doctors and medicine, all that stuff. And they've got no hope. And some of them don't have food. Some of them don't have proper clothes, even in the winter. How do they make it through the winter? And then they still come along with this stuff. So I'm saying to you, let's pray together. Father, I pray for every person that has an emotion of fear in their system right now. I command that fear, get out and go and return no more. In the name of Jesus Christ, I command you, devil, I have resisted to God. And on behalf of God's people, I resist you now. And I strike you with the weapons of our warfare, mighty through God. And I bring down your strongholds against God's people. Right now, in Jesus' name. And I strike him with the fire of the wrath of God, the sword of the Spirit, the full armor of God, and everything else that God wants to be at our disposal, even the holy angels of war. Let there be war and drive the devil out of South Africa and every nation where people of fear are rising up to the occasion and saying, enough of this fear-mongering. You can see that I'm on fire for the Lord. You can see it. If you can't see it, there's got to be something real wrong. Maybe you got so used to everybody is just fearing. But it doesn't work like that. Not in my life. Doesn't that's not gonna work like that. I won't succumb to that nonsense. Because I have a savior. And I tell you, you name it. You name the sickness, disease, infirmity, pestilence whatever you want to be called, even mental disorder, you name it. And I am telling you that Jesus can. And secondly, as a servant of God, I am telling you that I have prayed for just about anything that goes wrong with people. And I have seen so many miracles. I can write books. I have seen visions of the Lord. I've seen the Lord in action. I've seen demons flee in visions of the night. I have seen victory by the power of faith. And faith is based upon the word of God. It's the word of faith. And if it saturates your being, what are you going to run around for? Fear for what are you supposed to fear? What are you supposed to fear? You don't fear nothing. Nothing. I will not give the devil that opportunity ever. What I will say is I will remind him of his future. If he says, oh, well, you're going to die. And then I say, well, you know what? Sudden death, sudden glory. I'm on my way to heaven. And uh, that'll be determined when I leave. It will be uh, when the Lord himself determines. And then as far as you're concerned, for you awaits the lake of fire and brimstone. For you and the false prophet and the beast awaits the, the, the lake of eternal torment 
where the people with the mark of the beast are waiting and they rested neither day nor night nor night because they did not choose to believe in the living God. Now I want to say something. Do a stock taking of your own faith. Now I'm talking to everybody that's looking at me and you know what? I, I just have this habit. I can look at somebody. Like let me look at this camera sitting over here right now. I can look at you right now. And I'm saying to you, as I'm looking at you, you take a stock take, do a stock take of your faith. And once you've got your faith sorted out, you've decided to believe. You begin that with Jesus Christ. Faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word of God. Now, once you've done that, you can sit back. You've received Jesus in your life. And once you've done that, you're ready to roll and you're ready to face the enemy. But the beautiful thing about it all, I must tell you this, I must tell you this, I must tell you this, that once you are on this revelation level that I'm talking about here and that I've been talking about since this morning, once you are there, your focus changes to helping other people. You want to help people. And um, to me, it's, it's the hardest of all because I must be honest with you because I feel particularly the poor people living in the townships, um, people with no money to go to a doctor even, people that have no blankets and children that have no school shoes and other people that have no educational material and we're desperate to get it to them and we're doing a job. I'm telling you, we're doing a job. We're feeding them uh, it amounts in the millions per year that we're busy feeding the people through Etenbenian schools and everywhere we can. When I think about that, a soft spot opens up in my heart because I want to help the people. And I can see what the devil is doing to so many people. And the worst is even the adults. They could buy in on this nonsense that goes on. And then come and tell me that Jesus can't. It's because Jesus is not real to you. Don't tell me that Paul was afraid when a woman walked and she said, Oh, these men are servants of the Most High God and they proclaim to you the way of salvation. And the following day, Oh, these men are servants of the Most High God and they proclaim to you the way of, of salvation. And this she did many days until Paul the Apostle swung around. He said, Enough. He said, devil, I come against you. I come against you and I cast you out. You keep quiet and come out of the woman. It left her the very self-same hour. It had the spirit of Apollo Puthos, the fortune-telling spirit. And the, the owners of that little slave girl found that there was nothing working anymore. That thing had been struck by the power of God. And of course, now Paul ends up in, in prison in the process. And what do they do? After they've beaten them, put them in chains, put them in prison. Now their feet are in stocks. Their backs are worn. They've been beaten up. And what do they do? They sit there and boo-hoo-hoo in the prison. Not so, my dear friend. Read the Bible. Read what they did. 
And when you see how that Paul the Apostle was singing there at midnight with Silas, they were singing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs and giving glory to God and the other prisoners at midnight. At midnight, darkest hour, ice cold in those dungeons. It's cold, blood oozing out of their skins, feet in stocks, maximum discomfort, you name it. And there they sit. And you know, while their body is oozing with most probably blood or whatever is coming out from the broken skin, you know, little white blood cells or whatever, and they, they, the, they pain, them, the, the nerves, nerve ends are open. And you know what they do? They're singing. And the Bible says, and the other prisoners listen to them. And God said, that's a good worship song. I'm just making up that little piece just to give it a little bit of color and let you just realize. But the Lord was pleased. The Lord didn't see moping and moaning and groaning and carrying on and carrying on, carrying on. What he saw was men of faith. Whew. Men of faith. And you know what happened to those men of faith? God said, I'm going to send an earthquake in that place. And in one single second, the whole place was shaken, flung into darkness. All the doors flew open. All the people inside sat there. They didn't want to move because they couldn't see in any way because there's completely no windows there in those dungeons. And there they sat. And uh, the, the jailer ran to get his sword because... If you have your prisoners escape, then they'll cut your throat. They'll take the sword and pierce you. And so Paul wrote, shouts out to him and says, Don't worry, we're all here. Everybody's fine. Everybody's fine. Bring some candles, such a, put some lights on. Relock the gates. Doesn't matter. Whatever the case may be. It's not us that's in trouble. It's the magistrates because I happen to be a citizen of the Roman Empire. And you have just, without any cause, beaten up and cast into prison a citizen of the Roman Empire. Well, now they're going like that. Now, here we are. Now we're really in trouble. We're really in trouble. We've just beaten up a Roman Empire citizen. You know, that's highly against the law. And now... That same thing is coming towards us. How could we have done a thing like this? Oh, please, 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 just tell them, just go, go out of the city. Who's, on whose foot was the shoe sitting all the time? I say, on whose foot does the shoe sit all the time also? Well, to start off with that of the Lord Jesus Christ. Secondly, he said, you will tread on serpents and scorpions and over all of the power of the enemy and nothing shall by no means harm you. Man, I tell you what, they were playing Mr. Nice Guy with people that the previous night were flung into jail. And there's Paul, and I can tell you that their healing came swift like that because God is not going to leave 
his servants walk around with pain and sorrow and all the negative stuff. Do you think Paul and them were crying? No, they were singing. You know, I think of a thing, a thing, a little song that comes up to just to memory. It's, a, it's an old Pentecostal song. It says, it is a good thing to give thanks unto the Lord. You know, so, well, there we are. We're giving thanks to God here in the middle of the night. And it doesn't matter really. And bang, the places open up. And in a moment's time, history changes. And that history flows into this book here. So that for the generations of people to come to find out that they're not to complain. Now, there's one thing I need to tell you about because I always say I know the business of prayer and do a lot of prayer. And so I want to tell you a little bit about Jesus. You know, there's a little book from Dr. Kenneth Hagen, and he one day laid hands on me. It was at, uh, he, when he was in South Africa. Just so happened to be that I was in the right place. And um, he laid hands on me at the time, prayed for some people who are ministers, and said, let the same anointing that's on me come upon these people, laid hands on me, and I appreciate it because he was a man of God of the, of the top degree that you could get. Him and Smith Wigglesworth and John G. Lake, these were men of another category, just another category. And um, what a blessing it was when he laid hands on me. And uh, then he had a little book, one of his books, and the book is, is, is called The Present Day Ministry of Jesus Christ. If you can still get hold of it, I don't know. And here in Romans 8.34, Romans 8.34, it says these words. It says, Who is he who condemns? It is Christ who died. And furthermore, who is also risen? Listen, the grave is empty. Go to any religious leader of anybody, of anywhere, wherever you want, you'll find them in graves. The grave of Jesus Christ of Nazareth is the only grave on the planet that is empty. He lives in the power of an endless life. To him be given, has been given, all authority and power in heaven and on earth. He has said to us, his servants, go ye therefore and preach this gospel to all the nations. Make disciples of the nations. He who believes will be saved. He who does not believe shall be damned. The words of the Savior, the Son of God, the great creator, my Savior my Lord in whom I trust. It says, who is he that condemns? It is Christ who died and furthermore is also risen, who is even at the right hand of God, who also makes intercession for us. Catch that word there, who makes intercession for us. It's a Greek word called entuchano, and uh, I'm just not pronouncing it correctly, but I want you to just hear it as a word, entuchano, entuchane, and it, it really means to make an appeal to conversation with someone, to, to converse with someone. In this case, he intercedes, he makes an, in, uh, an appeal to, 
the Almighty God the Father. I wonder what was said between the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit that night that Paul the Apostle was in prison. Oh, I tell you what, there are some things for us to find out when we, when we get to heaven. Oh, I tell you, there's a lot of things for us to find out. It's time to cut out fear. It's time to just please listen to me. Cause your news watching to be cut in terms of time. Cut down on that time. Restrict it. Then in the, in the stead of it, take a book like this one. Here's another one. I got plenty of ones here. I got big ones, small ones, large print, small print, and some of the most beautiful Bibles. And, and, and just here, this one is the new Amplified 2017. What a beauty. What a beauty. And you know what? I read this. And uh, what does it say to me? My Savior is busy making intercession for me. Here, if I read a little bit further, and I just go to another verse, it says, therefore, he is also able to save to the uttermost. Listen to this one. He's able to save to the uttermost. Uttermost. Those who come to God through him. Since he always lives to make intercession for them. And it's the same word. He's the one that makes the appeal with the almighty God, the Father. And you know what? You know what? I just got to get my head spaced in the right direction. Jesus. I just got to get my focus. Jesus. All of this other stuff doesn't matter. My headspace does not belong to listening to the next and the next so-called scientists of the modern world. Some of them will tell you you come from a monkey. They try to make monkeys out of themselves and they only make monkeys out of themselves. Or they say, oh, well, you know what? You've evolved. Maybe an explosion of swamp gas. It's a joke. It's really a joke. They will stand an account before the living God who lives forever and ever. And they will have to explain to him the deception that they've been part of spreading. The devil being called the deceiver of all the nations. And he's always got a new little trick and a new little treat. Okay. So what am I reading here? It says, he will save to the uttermost those who come through him, who come to God through him, since he always lives to make intercession for them. What is the present day ministry of Jesus Christ? He lives to make an appeal with the Father, on your behalf. Now I'm looking at you now. I'm looking straight at you. Straighten the camera. And you look at me. I'm looking at you. I'm taking my glasses off. So that I can see you nicely, nicely. And I'm saying to you. Personally. Why you fear? Why is there any fear? 
How about trying out this book instead of the fear? And how about memorize? You know how easy it is to memorize this book. The moment you got the Holy Spirit, I say again, the moment you got the Holy Spirit and you read this book and you understand what you're reading, you just don't forget it because it's that beautiful. Now I'm talking to you and I'm saying to you, you might have problems, you might have difficulties, you might not be feeling all that well. You know, you might feel that, you know, life is not good in one way or another way. I'm saying to you, Father, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, I'm praying for this one person watching me. Not a crowd, never a crowd, always one. I'd like to talk to one, and it's you. You watch me now. I'm praying my eyes are open, but I'm, I'm talking to you in prayer and to the Lord about you. And I'm saying, Lord, this person, help this person in their struggles, in the family's affairs, in the affairs of finances, sickness, disease. Oh, Father, I ask in the name of Jesus, help the people recover from this cursed, pest, pestilence, plague. Yes, Lord, help them and set them free from the leprosy of COVID. That's the accurate translation for it. The leprosy of COVID, where people have to separate from each other and live abnormal life. I say, Lord, help everyone possible at this moment in time that need your help. And I ask you to heal. I pray a hedge of protection around them on all sides, in every way, all the time, that you give your angels charge concerning this person. And Lord, bless them in their house, bless their children, Bless their food basket. Bless whatever supplies they need, their food, their clothing. And a special prayer with an enormous appeal. My Lord and my God, I pray this, that you help us, that we'll feed more and more people and we'll be able to help the people that really need it. I pray, Father, that you remove all this nonsense of fear and fear-mongering and trying to be clever with things that they knew, know not what it's all about. I pray, Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, that you will just protect the people because they're so innocent. So many people are so innocent and they just sit there and I feel so sorry for them. I, I'm, I'm overcome with that. I pray, my Lord and my God, help the people that call upon your name this day. In Jesus Christ's name, I say amen. Amen.